Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another rousing rendition of what we like to call here the Brethren Podcast. And today, because it's not all of us, and when I say all of us, I mean all four of us. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the last episode. Uh, but we're going to call this one Just a Slice, because it's only three of us. And the three of us that are here is myself, Mr. Destrian Wells of D. Wells Consultant, and Miss Alicia Brandon, the newest fourth member of the Brethren Podcast, owner of uh, HBCU Pets, LLC. If you got some pets, go get you some. <laughs> and uh, I'll also like to say that the beginning of this podcast, the next 10 seconds is sponsored by the Flight 87. Go get you some. The Flight87.com. If you don't know how to spell it, check the description box. It may be there. Um, We are uh, we are gathered here today because I have to get a topic off my mind. Um, DJ, I explained it to you a little bit. And everybody knows no. if you've ever been here before. No. And if you have not been here before, I did a little bit. Um. If you have not been here before, you know that nobody is aware of the topic yourself or myself. I'm the madman behind the games that we like to play. Um, but I was watching a documentary breaking down a concept, and it sparked a topic in my mind. And so I figured I'd bring it to the group. This topic has literally been sitting on my desk on a post-it note for a week. And I can't write nothing else until I get rid of this one. So thank you all for joining me on this journey today. But in typical Bridgerton fashion, I myself and maybe others uh, have a libation in their cup. So cheers to a wonderful conversation. Crumbs being dropped and people being able to pick them up and gain sustenance from it. Take them nails out. Hmm? Hmm? Nail game, nail game, nail game. Oh, you already know. <laughs> oh, you, oh I, thought, I thought you were talking about me because you know, I, keep, I keep that old school 70s joint going right now. Oh, man, <laughs> you got to stop, man. <laughs> that was, that was, that was a, a allude to something that is look. <laughs> is hey look it's it's in the essence it's the it's the essence of it's not really you know i'm not really in those games um so i was i was watching a documentary and it was really breaking down the science of dreams Hmm. And it was, you know, it was, a, it was a very scientific documentary. You know, it broke down, you know, chemicals and hormones and, you know, what causes them and things of that nature. But for me, it triggered the thought of being uh, entrepreneurs because all of us are and all of us work corporately, have worked corporately uh, for years now. Um, it seems like decades. It literally is decades at this point. Um, but I wanted to talk about the importance of dreaming. Like, why is it important? And I got a few bullet points, you know, that, that I want us to hit. And when, 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 when somebody hits it out, I'll, I'll ring the bell and you'll get a prize. I don't know what it is. Um, but immediately off the top, off the top, when you, when we talking about the importance of dreaming, Mr. Wells, I see you rubbing your beard. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first sure. what your initial, um, viewpoint is on the importance of dreaming. I, I, I think it's undervalued and, and underestimated the impact that what you envision and what you dream. Right. And I think they need to be big and they need to be bold. But more importantly, um, I think one of the greatest gifts I was ever given. And it's crazy that you say this. My godfather gave me a, um, a book called The Dream Catcher when I was a very young person. And it talked about protecting your dreams, too, because you have to also protect your dreams from people who will not support them. Right. And so it's important that as you matriculate through uh, your adolescence, your young adulthood, and then even being a seasoned adult, 
that you know who to share your dreams with. You need to share your dreams with people that are going to support them. So the importance of dreaming is, is, is critical. If you can't imagine anything greater, you've already died. Like you're literally living an existence that has no value. And that's death. That is the essence of death. So it doesn't take a physical death not to feel like your life matters or to have care and concern about things. So at the point at which you stop dreaming or envisioning better, bigger, greater for yourself, your family, the people around you, you're, you're dying a slow death. And it's inevitable that your energy then transitions to the people around you and you're killing them as well. And so, you know, I can't, I can't overstate or understate the value of what you're talking about right now. And I certainly didn't know you were going to lead off with this, but this might be right sized for me because my dreams are big and mm. you can't always fulfill them in a certain place or space either. Sometimes you have to change that. And so, you know, for for anybody listening, you know, I think that, again, protect your dreams from people that are going to attack and assassinate them. They may not be in support of them, but more importantly for you, you have to stay focused and fixed on what it is that you want, regardless of how other people feel about it. Take counsel, but anything that doesn't support the outcome that you want, that's irrelevant. Like you really have to nix that, but I'll throw it to Alicia to, to opine on that. This topic, per the usual, is so good. Um, dreaming is so important. Actually, one of my favorite quotes is by Usher Raymond himself. Um, and he says, strivers achieve what dreamers believe. And that is so profound, right? I mean, because if you're not striving towards anything, I mean, first, you got to have a dream, right? You got to have a dream. You got to have a goal, something to strive towards. Um, Alicia, Alicia, was that Usher? Ursher, Ursher, okay, right? I just wanted to make sure it was that, Ursher, was before, that was before Ursher, he became okay, Ursher. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and the quote is just so, so profound. And I'm going to repeat it again strivers achieve what dreamers believe. Um, and I think that we as adults sometimes don't dream enough, right? I think that. Um, I know growing up, we would always see like profound things at school that said dream bigger. Um, and you, you think of it, uh, being a dreamer is just being a child, but it definitely is not just being a child. I think it starts there, right? Where you start to instill in your children that, you know, you need to dream a dream and have these big goals, but we also need to carry that on as adults too. Cause to your point, Deshaun, you're like, you know, if you're not dreaming, you really are not living. You know, what are you striving uh, towards? Uh, what do you envision uh, for your life? Um, what are you manifesting, right? That's a, a big buzzword lately. Um, but I believe a lot in manifestation. I got all these vision boards and stuff um, over the years that I've created, and I still keep them up because those are physical manifestations uh, or illustrations of my dreams, right? And, and I'll look at them every day, every single day. It's houses on there, cars, uh, vacations, engagement rings, all kind of th things that I'm dreaming of that I'm working every day, striving towards um, to ensure that, you know, they come to fruition. 
Let me ask you a question on that, right? So, especially as a as a woman, being as big of a boss as you are, when you talk about what you envision and the things that you think, do you think that society places a muzzle on women in terms of how bold they can be in terms of their vision or what they think? And what that looks like relative to men, because I think we as guys, we need to understand what it is your day to day hand to hand combat looks like in -hmm. terms of fighting for your visions and your dreams and how we can partner with you on that. Because society kind of clears the way for us to be assholes in a way that you can't. So can you talk a little bit about that? And what that might look like for our uh, female demographic, but also educate our male subscribers to help them understand how they may be able to support their uh, their better halves. Real quick, because if we're going to take it to that space, we're taking it. I just want to throw this caveat into there. Oh, no. me, per- me personally, I think that women have always been the more massive dreamers of society simply yeah. because they dream for we, no for listen the, listen 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 immunity a man's reality holds very few bounds and if we're speaking specifically of this this reality we're in now a white man's reality has no bounds a black man we're much different but then as a man we don't really have a lot of bounds that we're held by if we want to fly we can fly if we want to run, we can run. We've society has told women they can't do these things, so they didn't have any choice but to dream of them doing it. Mm-hmm. So I feel that women are the more profound dreamers. And then I will also throw in the caveat of uh, a quote from James Allen's book, As a Man Thinketh, and as a man thinketh, so is he. Um, that he says the dreamers are the saviors of the world. Yeah. As a visible world is sustained by the invisible. So men through all their trials and sins and sordid vocations are nourished by the beautiful visions of their solitary dreamers. Now that may be a little bit more, you know, eloquently put for some people, but in lamest terms, he says, well, he's saying people though. Like it, 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 no, but I'm just saying no, 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 not not just the word me. I'm just saying just it's it's so eloquently put. Like one thing about writing books, you know, you you can take four words and make it into fifteen if you just elaborate and use a lot of adjectives and things. And I think what he really is just saying, like, look, dreamers gonna save us all because they are not bound by well, that's what reality. Pushes, but that's what pushes society forward in any concept, like any construct of society that's what pushes society forward like it doesn't matter you know if it's democracy communism whatever whatever it is i just say like look if the Wright brothers you know they weren't the first ones to think they could dream we are we got drawings from da vinci but at the same time there was probably a woman who was doing it at the same time but because she was a woman nobody recognized follow follow me aj dreaming encourages inspiration Inspiration mm-hmm. encourages action. Action prevails in results. And so you have to have that in order to start the process of anything. Can I be inspired to it all, dream? It all, it all starts with the dream. 
Can I be inspired to dream though? If I'm not already a dreamer? And if I'm already a dreamer, can I be inspired to dream bigger? Yes. See, yeah. we keep going. We keep look. I'll inception y'all. I'll, I'll look. I'll inception y'all. I will put both of y'all in the chair and I'll tip it back when necessary. Now, oh, <laughs> oh come on. I already know. Go I ahead, know no. But I just wanted to throw that wrench into the uh, into the monkey's chain or whatever they say. I know. I know. I know my spinner. But I think what Alicia was uh, uh, alluding to was the fact that she alluded to that because she answered the question. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go ahead with uh, that first before we before we run down run down the other street. Get out the alley. Back on the main street. Oh Lord! Repeat, repeat your question. You don't know the question. That's what I'm saying. Go back to what what you were saying. You were saying how can how can women dreamers be more be better supported by men by men? That was it. Okay. Mm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, in this she day got a man and to support her I, dreams. Huh. I said, you got a man to support your dreams. Stop telling business now. I absolutely do. Once the visuals Um, come out, they got to already know she's taking it. And that's definitely important, right? Especially, you know, if you're involved with somebody, you want them to support your dreams. Mm. Um, But my dreams, I'm going to work. Why? 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 Dreams deferred. Lacey Hughes told us. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got you, AJ. But isn't that counterproductive? Like, if you're with why? somebody... I, I hear you, and you and, know I know. And they don't why, support Why is it dreams? important for them to understand said man in your life? You understand my vision. You understand what I'm dreaming about. And as that evolves, I need your support. Why is that important to you? And why is that important to women? Tell the women that are getting this flack at home about, well, here's my vision. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm doing. Why is it important to have that support? Because they may need to have the language to have the conversation. And I think that you're more appropriate to, to provide that language and that conversation than uh, myself and AJ are. Well, first of all, support is a verb, right? These are actionable things that you can do to support me in my dream, whether it be, you know, encouragement, words of encouragement, um, motivating me, maybe it could even be financial. Like, hey, oh, you having your first pop up? I'm gonna buy you a tent from Target. You don't have a tent? I got you. You need some help at your pop, your pop up? I'm gonna be there um, to help you. So, I mean, that is extremely important. I I can't be with somebody, but be on an island by myself. I have these big goals and dreams and you're not helping me. And like I said, that doesn't always mean financial. It could just be like, oh, babe, you got it. Or I did a little bit of research. They got this thing going on or they got this grant coming up. You should apply for that. Um, Just, you know, keeping you encouraged, keeping you motivated, keeping you trucking towards your dream. And then it should be reciprocated as well. She should also be supporting her partner as well. You know, it goes both ways. And you asked a question about society and women. I I don't think we really like are bound by that uh, box anymore. Um, Most of us, I can't speak for other women. I know that I am not. Um, I know before our dreams were limited to being a homemaker, you know, being a, um, a, a mother, you know, uh, and we're so much bigger than that. Our dreams are so much bigger than that. 
Um, and it just gives you so much more to aspire to. Uh, AJ, you mentioned, well, can I be inspired to dream? Absolutely. Especially in this day and age, even though social media gets a bad rap, there's so much inspiration there as well, right? And it's not just from celebrities. It could be your own peers. You see somebody doing something like, oh, that's dope. Oh, I can do that too. For example, um, shout out to Amir James. In my very first HBCU Pets pop-up, um, we were getting set up and to the right of me was Amir James right across from me was the aware brand. I said, Oh, I want to be right here. Cause that energy, those million dollar brands, I need a little bit of all of that. Right. Um, you know, and I was inspired to dream bigger, like this could be me one day, you know, the aware brand is in Foot Locker. Amir Dr- James is, has pop-ups and, and, um, he got celebrities wearing all in Nordstrom and stuff. Mm-hmm. Listen. I need that. That inspired me to dream bigger, right? So shoot, keep dreaming. <laughs> so, um, based on all of that, one of the bullet points uh, that I that I have, and uh, now I want to dive more into it because we've got this generality out the way. I don't even know if that's a word, but if it's not, we're making it one today, and it's mine. But I don't want to copyright it because I like to give things to the world because I'm a dreamer. Um, one of the key things that stood out to me, and because this happens to me a lot, and I I truly and honestly and personally believe that it is a gift um, because I haven't done a study. I haven't read any studies about it, but I just don't think that everybody has it or has the ability to lucid dream. And if you're not aware of what a lucid dream is, a lucid dream is where you become aware that you're dreaming. Now, scientifically, it happens during REM sleep or REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. That is when your brain is at its most kicking. Everything is going on. Oh, my bad. It's right here. Uh, Most people don't have frequent lucid dreams, though some research reports that 55% of people experience it at least once in their lifetimes. Okay. I got this from Healthline.com. I'm reading it. Uh, well, I'm taking some quotes from an article about dreaming. And from the part about lucid dreams, it says most people don't have frequent lucid dreams, though some research reports that 55 percent of people experience it at least once. And I'm going to tell you right now, I literally will lucid dream one once or twice a week. Yeah, I wish I could. And oh, and, that's, and 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 I wish <laughs> And here's the next part. Sometimes you can control a lucid dream if you have practice. And I personally have been at that point for a while in my life since I was a child and I know it and it's fun. And that's why the topic of dreaming for me is very fun because I've been at a point where like when the movie Inception came out and I watched it, I was like, I thought that 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 the concept of inception i was like oh that's totally doable because i've been in i've done things in my dreams like i've you know and i know we you know if you haven't uh, you know have dj have you lucid dream before alicia have you lucid dream before i don't even understand what is a lucid dream is like you 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 basically wake up in a dream but and you know that you're dreaming and then once you do that then you know you're just Angel. aware of things. Have you ever had a dream where you wake up and you check your pockets for money or something like that? Mm. AJ. Go ahead, so DJ, because you're about to you about dream. It's a yeah. vivid dream. Vivid, a vivid dream is a is a is a is a subtype of a lucid dream. 
But go ahead, DJ, because you're about to burst in the same. Like ex- you feel like you're experiencing it in real life, is what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, I've had those. But you also know you are the, the biggest AJ. key of a lucid dream is you are aware that you are dreaming. So, for example, I can be in a dream and I could be doing something normal, like I'm walking through a, a festival or a carnival with my family. But I personally become cogniz- cognitively Cognitive. aware that I'm in a dream. And so I will start mm-hmm. flying. Because I know that I'm in a dream and I know that I can control my dream. That's I'm at that, that I'm at that level of lucid dreaming personally. That's that weed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this portion of the podcast has been sponsored by Legalize <laughs> by It. <CBC. laughs> Legalize by it. Cause I'm all about it. Hey, follow me at Urban Landscape <laughs> on uh Instagram. That's H-E-R-B-A-N landscape and follow my growing journey. We're trying to make uh, sustainable urban farming accessible to black and brown people and anybody who has the land or the opportunity to. Go ahead. Bro, let me let me let me say this to you. Like, because this is a real thing. And I want to balance the conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to take it. I want to take it in the word negative. All lucid dreaming is not positive because no, there's nightmares. Nightmares are a part of dreaming. We acknowledge no, that's not that. a nightmare. We're gonna call it the same thing you called it. Lucid dreaming. It's not a nightmare. It's lucid. I have relived watching my mother die more mm-hmm. times than I can count. In a lucid way. I literally relived it. Right? And so those dreams change people. So when I see people go, yeah, you know, I, I'm just different now. I understand what they're saying because it takes it takes a mental toll on you, then it takes a physical toll. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is important. Dreaming is not, it, dreaming is not always fun. not always unicorns and flying and fairies. I'm oh, it's not. It, uh, it, let, and and let, let's just take the time to put that out there. It's not always that. As a right. child, as a child, you will remember your nightmares and your night terrors because nightmares and night terrors are two totally different things. And they I'll send y'all the I'll send y'all the article about dreams that I'm that I'm coming from. No, it's, they stay they stay with you, bro. Yeah, but well, like you gonna remember them the same. Like you gonna remember when the boogeyman chased you. You know, you gonna remember you know when who, you was riding a unicorn. You know who walks in your room? My kid in the middle of the night. He. He um he delineates from mommy and dada. If it was just mama, that would say, even though he doesn't know, that would say he's more comfortable with the comfort that mom provides and dad provides. If he's dada, is I'm more comfortable with the comfort that dad provides and mom. Now that can ebb and flow, but if your child religiously leans in one way, you need to take inventory of yourself because you're not providing something. Mm. And that's a major thing. Now I've been fortunate to be close to both my kids, but I pay attention to when they lean one way or the other and why. 
we don't we don't do that in friendships. We just let people suffer. They're just out there suffering. It's oh, okay, they're good. They make a lot of money. They do this, they do that. The money is not the issue. The support is. What about the things that I'm trying to do that no one is available for? You gotta be open to that. And we've exactly. talked about we've talked about that in uh previous seasons, maybe season three, maybe season four or five. We've been doing this for a while. We've talked about this before because everything leads into each other organically when but it comes I, to this. I feel, I feel like that's why Alicia's here now. Like so friends Alicia here. was supposed to be here a long time ago. Let's just point that out. Yeah, she, because she we was, look, look, she look, was no, no, we, let, look, let's 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 probably. call out the no 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 let's call out what it is. We've done it's this. Similar. We've had conversations with a lot of other people, and the only person that organically fits into mm-hmm. the conversation is Alicia. And there's no knock to nobody else. It just it, it is. It is what it is. Nah, she, she is who she is. It is what it is. Yeah. Look at the Jackson Five. Randy wasn't always there. I'm going off on a tangent, but we just look. It is what it is. Everybody, look, everybody. I, but listen, dreams. The other dream was I had a dream, and I'm not Martin Luther King. I had a dream I where I no, no, I literally had a dream. I was like, don't nobody want to keep hearing us three, me, you, and Doc no, all the time. No, 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 no listen, no, listen to don't. me. Listen, I'm being serious. I'm listening. I had a dream that there needed to be a balance. You two Barry White tone <laughs> upstanding. Well, there you go. And now I got to put an E I on the episode the for explicit. I can see you. You do know I can see you. I know, but I was trying to keep it where I wouldn't have to put an E on the episode for explicit. But now, <laughs> there we go. You two deep voice, strong beard motherfuckers was on here. And I'm like, we need balance. We need balance. A yin and a yang so is required. We need strength, wisdom, and beauty. Is what you need saying. balance there. I look, yin and yang exist for a reason. You have to. That's why you have the you and you literally just spoke about it. If your child is having having nightmares or dreams, and you walk into the room and it's mama and never dad dad, dad dad ain't doing something. And if it's always dad dad, then mama ain't doing something. Now there could be other extenuating circumstances that determine that, but at the same time, it needs to be taken inventory of and it needs to be acknowledged. Just much like your dreams. Now, to my next point when it comes to this thing, the opportunities of dreams and the reason why people need to take advantage of whatever level of dreaming they are capable of. There's daydreaming, there's lucid dreaming, there's even nightmares. My nightmares have personally given me strength. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be as fantastical as a nightmare hold of a on, dragon AJ, chasing AJ. me. Listen, hold on. It could AJ, be a, it could be out. as fantastical. No, Listen, DJ. Flesh before you out. go, before Flesh, you go, before sir. you go. You hear me? Before you I, go, I, can't, I cannot. Flesh you think because your beard how bigger? Heavy, how go ahead. How have your nightmares given you strength? Because see, you you try to avoid talking. I no, and, and and if you and see, and if you would have let me finish, that's where I'm going. Y'all know I gotta explain stuff out. You forget that I You're am gonna recap it all. At the I end. am the lexicon for the people because you and Doc get on here <laughs> and speaking your very financial stage worthy uh speaking presence voices go. and using all kind of big words and adjectives, and then I go look uh, them up and I tell people what they mean. I have you not used the word this morning two syllables the entire conversation. That's just today. 
Okay, that's just today. And that's another reason why we needed balance. Because it was just you and Doc talking all of that. And then I got to go look words You're up. You're not going to talk about now, Doc. Now, now look. Now You're not going to talk look. about Doc while he's not here. No, Doc right. gonna listen. Alicia, this is how he gonna do you. When you're not here, he gonna be like, because Alicia was here, she would say, no, nah, look, you don't get to speak for people. You speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, look behind you. Look behind you. That's right. I this said. is one of the most off the rails episodes that we'll be in. It's probably because Doc ain't here. Doc, get That's off the stage. Doc, get off the stage <laughs> and dial in. Anyways, yeah, my he, he may walk off the stage and jump on. I wanted Doc to get on, and I was just gonna chop up a piece of his speech and just put it in here. It ain't my they ain't got nothing to do with the topic. Just be like financial elevation. He's with, he, like he, he's with me on the fourteenth. I <laughs> I introduce him. Please record it. Anyways, listen. Record so that. your nightmares can be as fantastical as a dragon chasing you through your living room, and that could give you the strength. Mentally to know, no, no, listen to me. I have very vivid dreams since a child. I literally will have a dream where I told you I have dreams now where I fly. Literally, I stop you standing in the middle of Walmart and I'll take off on your ass. Real talk. No, 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 listen. So your dreams have the ability to give you to give you the opportunity to leave your realities. You could be afraid of something. And then, like you said, you had a book about dreams and Shan has a book about dream interpretation. And, you know, if there's certain things you see, you know, we me and you from the South, Alicia, you probably heard it, too. Somebody have a a dream about fish, somebody pregnant, you know, things of that nature where you so it's you could have a dream where it's like, okay, in my dream, a dog chases me. But what it really means to me is it gives me the strength to stop running away from my reality. It gives me the strength to stop running away from a problem that I have and confront it head on. Your dreams okay, give you the ability to relieve, rele- uh, to, to get away from your realities. Sometimes. So, uh, it could also manifest your reality as well. Sometimes exactly. there might be some things in your subconscious that don't nobody knew about, but you and the Lord, and you may dream about. Dreams definitely mean things. They do. They so, don't make those dream books for nothing. I'm gonna I'm go. I'm gonna go off the tangent real quick, and I'm gonna give y'all all my bullet points that came to me as soon as I wrote this down. Stop waving your hands, DJ. Leave reality. Express your possibilities. You have no boundaries. It's barrier free. Can't nobody stop you from your dreams. It's you. And then it prepares you for reality. Those were the things that literally once I once once the topic came, once I wrote down importance of dreams, those five points wrote themselves. Read them them again, AJ. Leave reality, express possibilities, no boundaries, barrier free and prep for reality. I want you to close it that way. But I also want to say, oh well, you know, look, you know, I'm Jerry Springer winning. The final thought of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I want to, I want to say this to you. You also need to get people around you to challenge you to dream bigger, right? Because we're so confined by the circumstances that we've had growing up, and the 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 things that have been marginalized or limited in our scope. It's hard for us to think that we can be executives, CEOs, or entrepreneurs, or what have you. Ultimately, what happens over time is you redefine who you are, and then you present that to people that 
have known you previously, those people are not going to see you the same way. You got to get beyond those people. Those are those are not the people you're really presenting yourself to. You're pretty you're presenting yourself to a, a new audience of people who will learn who you are as you are currently constructed. But real quick, <laughs> birds of a feather flock together. They've been saying that since birds was invented. Um, yeah. Created, I'm sorry, not invented. Not an evolutionist or whatever people call it. Um, but if I got a if I got a group of people around me, how can I ever fathom that I can meet people that think like I do? If not for dreaming, if not for me falling asleep and dreaming or daydreaming or just letting my thoughts wander off and just say, you know what, (laughs) I could get away from all this bullshit. So now you're talking about you're talking about episode 2.0 because now you're talking about sharing and the importance of sharing your goals, sharing your dreams, your dreams, your aspirations with other people. Oh, you know, no, no, two point is how you turn your dreams into goals. I like that one. Yeah, and, two point We'll and never do it happened. though, so don't look out for it. But we'll never do it. <laughs> well, we, we we might, but, it, what, but look, it'll happen organically. We're not gonna is, plan it. But hold on. But what happens is just off a of whim. I know that. Oh well, Alicia owns HBCU Pets. So if I go somewhere and they're like, oh, man, we're just looking for a line or someone to get in contact with. We were struggling with this. I'm going to plug her in every situation that comes up like that. I'm her shadow sales force. Like, I'm the plug. I don't need nothing from that. The only gratification I get is I hope you get that contract. We don't do enough of that. What they got to do with dreaming, though? I'm going to tell you right now. Start with a dollar in a dream. That's what you're going to say. It makes makes the dream a reality. Team. Team. 1992. You you, hear me? It makes the dream a reality, AJ. We go from hope to fruition. Hope is, I hope that fruition is, I'm watching it happen in real time. Now to tie it back in, because I felt like you was floating on a cloud and wasn't nobody with you but me because I get up that high. The thing is, Alicia had to share that dream. Because HBCU pets could literally still be a dream deferred. We heard like the Hughes say what it is like a raisin in the sun. Alicia's dream, HBCU pets, could literally be that existential raisin that sat there because she didn't want to share or act. You got to do both because you could do one because if she shared it, now it's just, oh, now even if she's got the right group of people around her, it's constantly the push of, Alicia, you need to go ahead and start. You need to go ahead and start. You need to go ahead and start. And she's, she's you know, she's told us this story multiple times. And if you haven't heard it, mm-hmm. definitely go back and listen to even the most recent episode or you go listen to the two cocktail combos that she's done already. This uh, portion of the podcast is brought to you by Bridgen Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it could just be that thing, but she said, you know, she had the right group of people around her to push and then she acted on it. So Let it's got to be it's got to be a balance. I'm just trying to tie things in for people, DJ. You know how I do. Yeah, it got to be the it got to be the act of sharing and acting on said dreams. Otherwise, it's the it's raisins, man. And we ain't talking California. 
it's deferred. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring the spokeswoman in on this. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you are. This is why I like. Look, this is why I like this format of just a slice, just because <laughs> it can be a little bit more loose than the brethren. Because AJ, I just think that for, for right now for women, I'm watching my wife. I'm watching my niece. I'm thinking about my goddaughter, Avery, your daughter. Who's speaking from them or speaking up for them from a male perspective? But we got to also be cognizant of not making it monolithic. What do you mean monolithic? Because I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want the pressure of you having to be the spokesperson for women, black women in business, minority women on businesses, entrepreneurs that are black women and. I don't. I don't want you to be that because we have never, as the, as the three men on here, we have never spoken for all black men. We have never spoken for every black man in corporate. We've always okay. spoken as individuals who have experience doing what we do. So I just want to make sure that we frame it that Alicia is not the monolithic black entrepreneurial woman that has to answer and speak for them all. She is fully capable of communicating what exactly she wants to communicate. She has a title. Um, She's a chief on, connections me, officer. Let me finish. You're right, but let me finish. It's what she do. The The fact of the matter is, I don't have to give guardrails to you because you're a boss in your own right, and you understand the position that you occupy. You understand the power that you have, and you understand the influence that, that you can um, exude to the audience. Understanding that I don't have to prop you up. You're here because we value you in that way already. So there are no, no props are necessary. And so when you speak to the audience that we're going to get, they're going to get you. And they're not going to have to consider the pedestrian or AJ tell her to say this. No. <laughs> Alicia says what Alicia wants to say. There's a court case in, in uh, repelling court, Supreme Court, what have you, that they're trying to repeal diversity, equity, and inclusion um, actions and initiatives profoundly for Fortune 500 companies. Okay? That's number one. And that's, that's coming. Is coming from the attorney generals of nineteen states at this point. Most of the South, probably. Oh, the 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 point is this: <laughs> Alicia is a representation of what needs to happen on a more frequent basis. She's not an anom- anomaly. There are dope black women doing dope work. We've had on high level. Across organizations, they're just not being highlighted. We had them on before. When you have a court system that is intentionally saying we want to limit that, that is a fucking problem. Don't say court system. Say a uh, no, no, no. It a is. governmental structure because it's all you know. The three goes branches. We were talking goes three branches. No, no, goes to court. It's the three branches, man. It's just the, the judicial branch of the government. You're trying to let people know that they need to dream in spite 
of the shit that is coming their way. Because I don't even know what was the what was the question we were asking you. She got it. She got it. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so here's the new question. Uh uh-uh. uh. Based on based off everything based off everything that has been said since the last time you talked. What is your opinion and your viewpoint based on the pseudo facts that myself and Mr. Wells have, have, have uh, spewed out? My opinion on what? The DI, the women, peace. Let's start let's start with women first. Because with DEI, they like they lump us all in together. They, that, yeah, so let's they start, add- let's start with let's start with the peace. That I think was part of DJ's original um, reference point of, you know, being a woman, entrepreneur, minority woman, business owner, uh, black woman in corporate, but not being the monolith. Let's let's have let's have a dialogue. Homecoming. The the first piece, like AJ said, being a woman in this space and seeing what's potentially being repealed. How did that make you feel based on the work that you do every day and the person that you're trying to be in corporate America? Like, it has to be conflicting. So what what does that look like for you? It's very conflicting. Um, I think I've maybe mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on a podcast or just in one of our individual conversations about my interest, my own personal interest in DEI. But a lot of Black women that I've spoken to that are my friends in the space um, and then blogs that I've read, you know, when they made that um, announcement, they were like, I know at least 10 different Black women who were in the DEI space as executives either stepped down, quote unquote, air quotes, um, or, um, you know, were removed from their post, right? Or they left. Um I found that very interesting. But after having a conversation with one of my friends, she explained to me that it's exhausting, right? Because they have all of these pie in the sky kind of ideals about what DEI is supposed to look like, all these very lofty goals, where essentially DEI for them means hiring an Indian and a white woman. That's it. I mean, those things essentially check the box for DEI. If you're doing those things, then you're good. You're progressive. So I I think that a lot of corporations feel since they've already checked checked the boxes, there's no need for this trendy thing called DEI. Um, You know, the blacks are going to do what, you know, what they want to do. They um, have already achieved um, certain levels within corporations, so they they don't really need, I guess, the structure to stand it up. Um, I'm conflicted on that, right? Because as a, we, as a mind, as yeah, a mind. very conflicted because we have not been granted the uh, the head start that our white right. counterparts have been given. I mean, we're talking about socioeconomics, education. I mean, I can go down a long list of things where we have not received the same um, equity, right? When we talk about the E and DEI, the equity. Um, and I, I love that illustration, if you've ever seen it. It's a little boy that's looking over a fence. And one of them is on a box. Yeah, no. I love that because that's a perfect illustration of what equity is. And 
what they're it's providing not, to black it, people is, it, is it, not it, equitable. Would you say? Well, your, your viewpoint and how you see things. And that yeah. that's important because at the end of the day, the true equity is that when our kids are birthed, that they are able to see the world the same way everyone else sees it. And that is not the case today. And so when I talk to people about diversity, equity, and inclusion, I don't talk about me. I'll talk about my children's children. Mm-hmm. Will my children's children view yours the same way that yours view mine? Well, we've talked about the uh, the unselfishness that, you know, you the unselfish aspect or mindset that you have to take when it comes to the approach towards, you know, quote, unquote, generational wealth, financial freedom and those things is you honestly have to embrace the fact that you probably are not going to see the spoils of your your quest. You're You're not, you know, like as much as I want to accumulate millions of dollars of wealth and just pass it on to my children's children and children's children, what I honestly have to do is take my lofty dream of that and break it down to where, okay, you know what I need to do? Maybe I maybe need to create a product or a business for my lineage that they can now grow. Well, and AJ. two generations now, it'll be what I think it will be. Cause, and I, you know, and I, real quick, I just want to say, you know, because we, we, we here, we in America, you know, shout out to our international listeners. I do peep y'all. I see that we got listeners in India. We got listeners in, uh, in Germany. I know who the German, who the German listener Singapore. is. Huh? Singapore. Yeah. Singapore too. And, um, uh, England. Uh, and 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 you know we'll we'll shout out some more people once I go get the get the get the updated numbers. But shout out to our international listeners. But in America, we already know that we have been um, fed the storyline of the Rothschilds, the Carnegies, the Rockefellers, and you know those where it's like you got in in an industry at its formation. And you you shaped the industry. The stock market would not be a thing if it was not for J.P. Morgan Chase family and Rockefeller and all of them when they were doing what they were doing and the SEC had no the stock market and the SEC had to become a thing. The SEC was created and then funded and formed, you know, by certain people. And if you don't believe me, you know, it's a documentary out there called Wall Street. So uh the Titans of Wall Street, that's what it is. That that one too. It's two of them. But it'll outline it for you. But we've been fed that where it's like you think that you can just, you know, boom. And then we also know that, you know, I forgot the percentage, like 80% of lottery winners end up being broke. So it's a lot more to this thing when it comes to, okay, you think you're just going to get a million or millions, thousands of dollars and your family going to be set straight. Right. You have to take a very unselfish approach. If I want $100,000 right now, I'm I'm not going to go blow it. And Destria knows for a fact that I won't. I'll call you for I'll call Destrian first and be like, hey man, what's the what best I, thing for me to do I to do this? Do. Right quick, I'm finna snatch about 20 grand out. We already know that. I'm finna I'm finna, I'm, I'm finna hit South Africa. <laughs> I'm finna pay some bills. I'm finna pay bills up. You know, you know how you you know if you had a little bread, you pay your rent up for the year back when rent was two hundred dollars a month. AJ, I'm gonna go back to something that you said earlier. That's when women were in control. 
women control the budget of the black family for the mass populace of our prosperity. They had no degrees. They had nothing, but they were the best accountants that you were going to ever come across in the history of time because they made do with nothing. Okay. Yeah, but I'd yeah. honestly argue that they've always on, been because okay, for the past on, on. for the past ten years, AJ. black women have been the leading uh, retainers and and gainers of high level degrees, business openings, like as across they, the as board. They, as they should as they should. Because and, I'm and this is this is after you know obviously the access that you're talking about. You know the homemakers, the grandmas, and the, and the aunties back then. But through the nineties. It was the same thing, and through the two thousands. But it I think is, it's, it's often it's overlooked. A, it's a up, it's a upward trajectory in general, because what you're what you're having is, it's the same way with just black families in general. And I don't like the narrative that's drafted. Black women are this. Black men were this. No black people. I want you to group us, black people. Black people are on an upward mobility, you know, um, schedule or trajectory. What happens is if black women are, are getting degrees in excess of black men, it, it now becomes competitive amongst black people. Why do That's, you say that? It, 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 it's bullshit to me because black men should not be in competition with black women. Right. Black men should say, go get that degree. That's not competition. That is support. The same way black women have supported us through reconstruction when they didn't have this type of rights or whatever. So now that you are, again, this is why I talk about the timeline. Black women have been full-fledged citizens for how long? A very fucking short period of time. So you going to do what the rest of society has been doing for eternity should not be a cause for a fucking metric on a corporate scale. But it is because it's now now we need to target them. Mm. We have to target them. They are getting they're doing, they're getting degrees at a higher rate. They're doing this at a higher rate. They're targeting Trendy. And, and and if we can get them out of the home and we get them in here and we can control this, the, 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 the other part, they have a male species. We can get him out of corporate. It's the, it's the profound people that have pride in who they are. Like an Alicia, like a you, like a Shannon that says, Hey, I'm going to keep my family together. I mean, two chains told me, man, I'm, I'm different. What y'all do? I'm different. But that's not the experience that everybody has. And I'm conscious to that. So the experience that other people have are not what we have. Right. And so when governmental influences come in and it's like, hey, he can't stay here. And as long as you don't allow him to stay here, I'm going to pay your rent. Mm. Oh, so he can't be here then. But then you sneak him in. And you get kicked out because they know you're going to sneak him in. All of this shit is set up for us to make mistakes. It's human error. 
Like, this is what humans do. Right. Tell them you got a sneaky link that you ain't going to call. That's the whole reason why the ex is like, hey, run that fade. Tell them motherfuckers I'm here now. Everybody got a sneaky link that they could call. The government is the sneaky link for women, specifically black women. Wait, wait. I I, I halfway missed that point. Everybody don't. I ain't got shit. Today? No, but no, don't put that bullshit out there. Talking about everybody got no, no, we don't. Right. I said it. I, I literally look. Start at the beginning. No sneaky link. The sneaky link. I I'm gonna call Sneak ain't the sneaky body. Some shit go down with me. You know what I'm doing? But like, DJ, I I'm gonna drive down to Atlantic City. Point. Meet me at the casino, nigga. I said mm. you don't have to use. You don't have to use uh veracity in term. I, I don't know what that word means, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. Oh, what is that? Yeah, Can we talk back about dreaming? Because now we talking about sneaky links and veracity and viscosity. Oh my Are we God. doing an oil change? We're not gonna be able to publish this. Oh no, we will. That's why it's just a slice, man. <laughs> you said we're not gonna be able to post it. What'd you say? Yeah, that's what he said. He's talking about we ain't gonna be able to post this. Yes, we will. This motherfucker. Yes, we will. Nice. Um. But to yeah. get back to get back on dreaming, don't worry about it. I mm-hmm. got a mighty rope, and I reel it in. To get back on dreaming, man, slave master. I got a question because we've gone down several tangent alleys with this topic, <laughs> and I mean honestly, you know, it, it includes DENI, and if if we if we want to reel it in on that one, just just in itself, you know, we had to dream. Somebody had to dream that we would be included we had to dream that we were you know we could be in a diverse workforce and a diverse workspace and even now still even with dei being a trendy topic uh initiative goal and both of you all personally work in that space in some form or another alicia has been in every suite in the area that she works in every single one of them every single one of them the suites and buildings, I didn't even know they had suites. And she been in them. In a very short period of time, I might add. But when it comes when it comes to being able to uh to be included and to 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 want a diverse um space to be a, to be a part of, it has to come with some sort of dreaming. But then like we said, you obviously have to act on that. Um but working specifically, because I want to bring in a little bit of the business aspect, because we, you know, I think we've taken a very personal approach to it. But when it comes to business and being in that space, um, how much of the dreaming of what you envision? I and mean, we've had some conversations offline where, especially when these positions start, as black people in these spaces, you have these dreams. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a fall asleep dream. It's the dream of, oh, I want, you know, I, I you know, well, we finna do this and we finna do this and I'm gonna have Shea Moisture come in the office and I'm gonna have, you know, nothing but black owned brands come in and, you know, you have these dreams, but adjust it. How do you adjust to make it a reality? 
in DEI specifically with their with the corporate goals? We'll start with that one. Honestly, I mean, I can't speak for every corporation. I'm not even speaking for the corporation that I work for. Let's put that out there. My opinion is um, a lot of the goals that they uh, publish are performative as fuck. Um, They just make up things. They have no real strategic plan as to how they're going to achieve those things. Um, And then when they're not reaching these goals, they just shift them around or lower the goal or make the the top goal the priority. Like, okay, well, I know we said we wanted to get 40% of our workforce to be, uh, 40% of our uh, people leaders to be Blacks or Latinos. But we ain't really doing good at that. So we're going to flip that on his head. We're going to make the focus women because that's an easier ticky mark. We talked about that. Women, uh-huh. you know, brown people, not even black people, brown people. Uh-huh. So I think that um, it's it's a tough space. And I understand when people say they work in that space, primarily say they're exhausted because you're working every day, basically um, pretending. To, to be able to achieve something that you know you're not going to be able to do. And especially if your heart is pure and you really want to see more black and for me, more black and brown people in the tech space, but you know that's not really what they're trying to do. It's just performative. It's, it's tough because you're really genuinely trying, you know, going to these different conferences, trying to, you know, meet students, encouraging them to dream bigger and to, you know, enter the tech force. But, you know, at the end of the day, they probably not going to get a job because that's not really what they want to do. So now on the flip side of that, personally, you know, because obviously with a dream, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, you have what your what your what your dream of your business looks like and you think future. For lack of a better word, I think I, I think that most people, when you have your your business or your idea in its dream stage, you see it at its highest potential. Yeah. And if you hit that, then you see even higher. It's like, you know what? Like, if you bake cakes, you see everybody like, oh, the cake good. Your cake's good. And you like, you know what? I could see myself selling my cakes to people. Mm-hmm. And then now you get 20, 30 orders consistently. You're like, oh, you know what? I could see myself owning a bakery. Oh, you know what? I could see my cakes in Publix and in Walmart. And it grows. But specifically when it comes to your dreams because you see it at the high potential the process of adjusting it and scaling it we talked about scale before we talked about scale all the time whereas i know i gotta scale it down why let's talk about that process scaling your dreams oh but, but why do you have to three. scale it down i've never heard i've never why do you have to scale it down for entry purposes because if I if I you know if I'm if I'm honestly like even if I'm a if I'm a baker and I got thirty people that love my product right now, I got to be realistic and scale it down to like okay, can I handle thirty people right now? No, I can't because I still got a nine to five, kids, you know, a household and all of this other stuff to take care of. These thirty people have come in a span of four months. So I need to scale myself where it's like, okay, hey, y'all, I got four slots this month. 
that I can open up and I'll be able to bake for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just using that example because I, I honestly was crazy as I deal with a lot of bakers. But is is you need to you got to scale back. Maybe not down is the right term, but scale back to get into it so that your dream doesn't become deferred. Where you like, hey, HBCU pets. I'm pretty sure, and I'm no for a fact. You probably said it. You wanted in Petco, Pet Smart if they still exist, Petland, local pet stores, Walmart in the pet section, Target in the pet section. And the, yeah. we and look, we already did, we extensively talked about Target to the point where I'm like, hey, here's how you get in Target. But you still got to be realistic. And you said it before. Can I handle the Target order? If Target answers the call and say, hey, yeah, HBCU pets, let's go. We'll put you in 20 of our stores in the Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. We're going to need a thousand units. I'm going to be in my basement trying to get as many of those <laughs> a thousand units together. Then I'm going to be leaning on my resources like you and Destiny, like who y'all know uh, that can help me out. Okay. That's like, when you lean on your network so you can scale up instead of scaling back or scaling Kevin down. Hart said, help me, nigga. Help <laughs> me. I mean that's that's really where that's really where rubber meets road, right? So oh I I bang with Alicia, man, man. You, you don't know Alicia? I'm I'm introducing you, I'm doing all this, and then Alicia goes, yo, I gotta make these orders happen. That's where rubber meets road. So the introduction is great, but the integration is what we need to start to thrive in. We're great at introductions. The execution. Exactly. Yes. Black people introduce you to anybody. <laughs> if you're a good black person, they're going to introduce you to other good black people. That don't mean that those good black people know how to execute on strategy. You have to have a plan. Right. So, AJ, to your point, as you set up this conversation, the 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 last piece of it is the plan. What is the plan? How do we execute on now that I've met this great person, this person has this great idea and they are doing valuable things in the community. How do I ask you on supporting them? Most people don't know. Right. So shrug their shoulders and it's a lot of goodwill, but it's no return on investment. And we have to get beyond that because that's where we get stagnated. Hey, I support you. Oh, you reposted me. Thank you so much. Who bought? Who bought? Yes, sir. You you yes, see what I'm saying? I know Alicia know this because I have inventory in my basement that I need to pump out. You know what I'm saying? Or my garage that I need to point out, pump out. We have to get to a point where we can say, hey, if these five to seven people endorse you, here's what happens when they do it. That's the Diddy model. Like, hey, uh, yeah, all this information is good. What's the ROI? Because that was, that's what venture capitalist firms want to know. Mm-hmm. If we invest in you and we scale your business, scale being the operative term, we scale your business, what are we going to get from it? 
now Alicia has a unique thing. You scale that, your ROI could be out of the roof. I don't think call you could have call it what it is. It's a niche. I like yeah. using that word. She's in a niche market. It's got letters that don't make sense. Niche. Yeah. And not to mention that she's the fucking delta of all time. So if you combine those things together, I'm a supreme fucking um soror and I have given given it up for DST. They gonna rock with you. The bros are coming. So if the wives of the bros are coming, now you have a marketplace that you can present to venture capitalists. So when we talk about this, let's be business people too. Get out of your goddamn feelings and see the business aspect of things. And if I'm going to bet on somebody, Alicia's going to be one of the people that I bet on because the business model that she has encourages culture, branding, and what we do naturally. It's no no other ways that you spend money. You do this anyway. Just spend it with me. Yes. That's all she's asking you to do. Spend it with they me. Gonna make it, they gonna make look, they're gonna make it seem and I say they just because I always take into consideration they, even though they may not even even be in the equation, but they gonna make it seem like you're being paid to say that, Destrian. And so I just want to take the time to say that this portion of the podcast has been brought to you also by HBCU Pets. Go get you some. HBCU yeah. Pets. Go get you some. Google it. I'm serious. If you Google it, it's I mean, there. No, you, you want to know why it's there? It. It's because it's a niche. If you, if but I have a question. Me. Final question. Final question. Final question. Final question for both of you. I'm going to go to Alicia first because I feel like this has been a uh, very white conversation. <laughs> and I want to hear Diana Ross um, oh that's 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 how we're going to do it going forward <laughs> um, because DJ you you honestly you know I, I can always count on you helping the conversation go completely off topic but it you know, <laughs> I have to. But it, no no you, you do but it, it helps me Hone my skills of ringing it in. I love this rodeo that I play with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I love it. Okay. Um, and even though you I know, don't know we, where the conversation is going in in the first place, I don't know how I can take it off. Exactly, man. Look, I open that gate. The buffaloes get out. If you can tame it, you can tame it. But guess what? Mine is bucking too, baby. But this is what we do. If it if it felt like a job, I wouldn't do it. We've talked about this before too. I've done this multiple times and in different iterations. And this is the most comfortable format because we don't have one. And I'll never change that. I won't let neither one of y'all, none of y'all change that. Because once that happens, I promise y'all fire me. You gonna fire me? No, y'all just I'll just limit you to I'll limit you to, you know, I'll be like, look, Destrian's no longer. I get two days a week. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey, look, man. Destrian Destrian don't travel. (laughs) He'll be posting messages like, I'm at the house, y'all. Anyways, last question that I got for y'all before we close this thing out okay. is um, you brought up a point that triggered a thought in my mind of what dreams are worth sharing, even if you know your group. Because like you said, Alicia can share this dream and everybody go out and pub it. But then when Target answers the call and say, Alicia, I need a thousand, then Alicia hit us up like, hey. 
<laughs> who else got a you know who else got some 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 access? Who else got some equipment? Who else right. got some skills? Got <laughs> right? Who else got a cricket? Who else can help me pump these thousand out? And then everybody quiet now. But it was like when you first introduced that dream, it was all good because everybody's like, "Oh yeah, we sharing on Facebook." Every time I see a dog, I'm like, oh, you know what you should get? You should get you some HBCU pets. Oh, you went to a PWI? Well, they got other colorways, too. They might match, you know. But that's all good. But then when Target can answer the the call, then what you doing? How much much of your dream is worth sharing? What dreams are worth sharing? I want Alicia to go first. Well, I want her to close the show. Because typically, I would be like, ladies first. But in this grand fashion, I want to be ladies last. I want the, this the man. Thank you, the moderator. Go ahead. Thank you. Oh, thank you, AJ. The last voice I want to hear is hers. Um, if Alicia, are you okay? If yeah, uh, I'm good. Go ahead. <laughs> right, I'm gonna be really, really brief, AJ. Man, I think all of them are worth sharing because you have to. You have to understand who's supporting what, right? And I share my dreams with my group of friends. I have a, I'm very grateful. I have a great group of friends. Everybody doesn't support everything I do, and I'm okay with that. Come on. And I know where to plug people into my life based on what their passions are about. And that's me being a good friend to them, too. So I don't want it to be lost on people that just because someone doesn't support something that you're doing, that they're not a good friend. They might not be the friend for that effort, right? And so I don't get rid of my friends because they don't support one thing that I do and they supported a thousand others. So we have to be careful about that. But the last thing I'll say is this. I am always available for my friends in whatever they do. Available is not necessarily saying that I'm signing on to be an advocate or a supporter of what you're doing. You might need to bounce an idea off me. And I'll tell you, hey, I don't think this is a good idea, but I'm I'm here to support you and, and bounce ideas off. I'm not going to leave you hanging. And I think that's the thing that in our community we have to get beyond. Because someone doesn't say yes doesn't mean they're saying no to your dream. They're saying that they may not have a position or a place in what it is you're trying to do. We're cheering you on from the background, and you need to accept that. That's what success looks like. Success is not a linear path. It has curves, peaks, valleys, and troughs, and it is not going to be like that regardless of who you share your dream, your goal with. We just hold our friends to a standard that's, in my opinion, not reasonable. I'm going to give you the bandwidth as my friend to say no to me because we're going to be friends a lot longer because I can accept a good no versus a fake yes. Mm -hmm. I like that. Maybe you should have closed the show because I like the. No, 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 no. You much you'll be much better suited than me. So, but I do have a rebuttal to that, right? And and maybe this is a thing because I tend to take things, I take everything personal, right? That's something that I'm working on um, with myself. So 
as I said an hour ago when we first started the show, support is a verb. And I don't, and, and that that verb doesn't necessarily mean financial, right? I'm swiping my car, sending you a cash app or whatever. Um, it's just showing up. And a lot of times support is free. It can be something as simple as sharing a, a link, sharing a post, you know what I mean? Uh, reposting something like that is also support and that's free that costs you nothing so letting your friends off the hook and saying well your friends don't have to support you I disagree with that because why are you my friend if you don't support me I'm not saying that you have to invest in my business or even purchase anything. Just support my dream. If you know that my dream is huge and I've got this business, just helping me evangelize it is support enough sometimes. Yes. Do I want you to buy something at the end of the day? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just sharing shows a lot. It's that support that I, I, I went back to. Um, and to answer the question about dreams, you know, if you think about it, dreams begin as pure thoughts, right? Um, and thoughts become things. So absolutely share because that's the only way that you're, you yourself are going to be able to manifest and make your dreams come true. Share. Absolutely. Now you're right, Destry. Not everybody is going to support you, but you have to believe in your dream so like deeply and vividly because you're the only one that really can make it manifest. Yeah, you can lean on your network and people can introduce you, but you have to be the execution person. You've got to make that dream a reality. But that being said, some people don't want their chair to get kicked over, man. The importance of dreaming. We have gone all down every road of this city. And I don't even know what the city is called. Um, but I remind you of the quote from James Allen in his book, As a Man Thinketh, So Shall He Be. Or As a Man Thinketh, So he, so, he, so Shall He Do. So as a man thinketh, so shall he do. Uh, he becomes, uh, you know. Um, but also in the book, As a Man Thinketh, James Allen said, dreamers are the saviors of the world. And I and one of the people that truly and honestly believes that. And we have exposed or uh, introduced a lot of caveats when it comes to the concept and the topic of dreaming, whether it be personal, business, professional, in any realm that you're dreaming in. Because you can dream in all realms. And when we speak in realms, we're talking about life. You can break it down into layers, levels like an onion. Peel it back. But you got to curate your circle. We kind of talked about that a little bit in probably like the very first episode ever of this thing that we do. It's a little thing of ours. Power struggles and strategic partnerships. You got to put people in the right positions. When I dream of owning a racehorse, I call Destrian. I call Doc and I say, hey, man, I want to own a racehorse. They going to giggle a little bit. But then they're going to say, hey, man, do it. And then when I right. call them back two years later or a year later and I say, hey, I bought fractional shares in two racehorses. They say, I'll be damned, man. You did it. I love it. Because I have people in the right place that's not going to discourage my dreams. Hey. They will or, encourage or, my or, dreams. Or, or the uh, the Rolls Royce for prom. We still working on it. 
Because <laughs> that Rolls Royce turned into a party bus, but we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> or both. Just a transportation company in general. Yeah, offline, offline, offline. Don't get me to dreaming out loud for everybody to come and try to shoot me down because my power circle is in place. They don't mm-hmm. shoot me down. The dreams are big. They and don't shoot, but that no, the key is you don't shoot me down. Y'all have never oh. shot me down. How we make it happen. Even it's your cool. even your slight giggles and just, just you know what? I just laugh. Your I amusement. But your but it, it it's it's amusing because you like this nigga say he want let me hear it, AJ. Yeah. And then Go once ahead. I explain Go it, ahead. you all uh, fully do that. Y'all buy and be like, you know what? If you if once you once you you lay out how you so let's, let's do it. let's let's so let's talk to the general public. Our overarching goal is to establish a secondary black financial institution that is nationwide that we can help protect. Whoa, Nelly. Investors. Don't give Full them the state. <laughs> Don't give them the state. We no. open in the credit union. That's just, that's all they know. That's all they're gonna know. That's it. Leave and, it at that. And we're 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 aggressively pursuing that. And so we talk about dreams like you ain't got a hundred thousand don't talk to me. I got somebody too that wanna consult. Yeah. Listen, man, listen, listen, listen. And this this brings me to my close, ladies and gentlemen. I am a lucid dreamer. So when I have my dreams, and I'll tell you this now, Destrian, I'll tell you this now, Alicia. Y'all have been in my dreams before, and I'm serious. And I'm looking at you specifically so that you can see me tell you that. Because I don't think I've ever told you that, Destrian. I know I haven't told you, Alicia, but the people that are in my real circle, my real friends, the people that really support me and believe in me and I believe in them and Whitney Houston song lyrics and all of that and all of that is wrapped into one. If you ain't dreaming and your friends ain't there, (laughs) they might not be your friends, man. But I will put disclaimer. Everybody can't lucid dream. And I'm blessed to be one of those people that lucid dreams. So I will say, when my dreams are, when my when my friends are in my dreams, I know that motherfucker's real, baby. And I ain't trying to kick the chair. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Inception. I ain't kicking the chair on none of my friends. (laughs) I ain't trying to wake none of you motherfuckers up from your dreams. And I'm being real about that shit. Whatever your dream is, I ain't finna kick yeah. your chair. Whatever, Stay whatever in there. He said, whatever he said about me taking the episode left, he has completely taken over that in the past. 30 you know seconds. I'm a pseudo uh yeah, what saying, philosophical nigga. That way. Oh, oh, <laughs> that way. I'm a pseudo philosophical nigga, and you know that. That's why I look. That's why I had to create that's why we had to create the next platform. Cause Bridger can't handle all of this lofty talk that we talk all the time. Well, try to reel it in for business, man. All right, man. <laughs> Close us out. <laughs> Keep dreaming, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because it is important. Dreaming gives you the ability to leave reality. It gives you the ability to express your possibilities. It gives you the ability to not have boundaries. I told y'all, I'm flying my dreams. I'm lucid with it, baby. It's barrier-free. If you are not included if you are minority, woman, black, colored, 
any of the things that are overlooked in the society that we live in, your dreams are where you don't have barriers. No, I'm not. And you can prep for reality. Whatever that thing is that's holding you back, face it in your dreams. Get your game plan going. I promise you it works. The same way you get off the phone and you remember all the things you could have said or would have said during the argument or during, you know, you, you walk out of an interview and you tell yourself, you know what I should have said? I should have did this. I should have answered this question different. Dream about it. The next time you finna head into battle, the next time you finna head into adversity or take it on head first, dream about it first. That's the only place that you got where you ain't got no limitations in your dreams. Reality will always put limitations on you. Your dreams ain't got none on you. And the key to that is because they're yours. I tell my four-year-old daughter all of the time, all of the time, she wake up, she say, Daddy, I had a nightmare. She said, Daddy, dinosaurs were chasing me in my nightmare. And I said, what you did to them? She said, I sprinkled a potion on them and they, they started talking. And I said, just remember, you always have control of your dreams. That's why I always tell her. Whenever she says she has a dream or a nightmare, I say, remember, you have control of your dreams. These niggas think I'm crazy, and I love it. With that being said, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Bridger Podcast. This has been an iteration of just a slice. Because <laughs> that's all you're going to get. Put the bread in the toaster. Don't get the crumbs on the floor. Um, HBCU Pets, get you some. Go Google it. Get your dog or your friend's dog. If you got friends, they got dogs. This fit cats too, don't it? Yes. Damn straight it do. Look, I'm not going to judge you, but if you dress up your cat, <laughs> got a problem, but <laughs> we got clothes for them. <laughs> Get you some for your dogs. Um, other is coming soon. We about, to, we about to find a supplier for smaller clothes for things like... Uh, Bearded dragons, <laughs> goats, because exotic pets are on the rise. Trust me, I know. I live in a state where they smuggling them in all the time. Anyways, this has also been brought to you by D. Wells Consulting. Find him online. I don't know what he do besides, besides help me drink. He gets on my nerves, but I love him dearly. Um, LaFlight87, get you some. <laughs> I'll say this offline, but I'll say it online before I end. <laughs> Six years ago. <laughs> what a time was had. And if you know, you know. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Bredrin Podcast. Just a slice. I am about to close us out. Bredrin Podcast on all social media. B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N. That's spelled like bread because we always getting bread and we always getting to it. HBCU Pets. Find them on social media. Follow them. D. Wells Consultant. Shout out to Doc. He's probably walking off the stage right now. We got to call him. Um, once we get done uh, with Dr. Ajamu Loving, PhD, CFP, um, all the rest of us, we got to get a lot of a lot more um, acronyms to go after our names. We got to make some up or something. We love y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Hopefully you got something out of this because this is nothing but the after show. And that's the admission that we're going to end with. Peace. Vision.